I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. So on today's episode, I'm just going to share a few thoughts that have been ruminating in my mind about how to better ourselves and about how to continue to grow and to heal and also how the work that we're doing is ultimately, at least in my opinion, going to be the way that the world is going to shift and change and the revolution that we all speak about so much is going to happen. The more people are conscious of how they present and it trickles down to every other person that becomes more conscious about how they present. I feel that that is the biggest way for us to make a difference. So here are two thoughts that I'm going to share with you guys. The first is going to speak about empathy. The other also follows empathy, but speaks a little bit more about stigma. And maybe on a future episode, I'll dig a little bit more into empathy and stigma on a technical level. This episode is strictly my viewpoints, my opinions, and it's nothing technical but check them out. Here is thought number one. I'm continuing to learn about my ability of expanding my empathy and compassion for others. I'm more so realizing is for me to expand my capacity for empathy and compassion for myself. I'm learning the importance in differentiating how I'm seeing someone's human to their actions, to their intent, to their connection to trauma, to their connection to the outside world, to their connection to ego is is very intricate in that the human being is absolutely complicated, beautifully complicated, sinfully complicated. And for me, I'm able to at least understand how the wires work. And the best way to understand yourself is, at least in my opinion, the best way to understand yourself on a deeper level is to tackle the thing you dislike or hate most about someone else. I see that as being your mirror self, your your shadow self. And if you're able to connect to your shadow self to understand how your shadow self has formed, you're then able to fully understand who you are as a human being and to fully understand the idea of you not being perfect. And by you understanding that you are not perfect, 
your judgment of others on a personal level will, in a sense, lessen. It wouldn't be a personal judgment of who they are and if they are a good person or not. You can possibly analyze their perceptions. You could analyze their ideas. You could analyze um, a lot of the things about them that they speak or they present to you. And you could do all of that without thinking they are a horrible person. So for me, it's important to see why someone is who they are or behavior that perpetuates inhumanity. For me, empathy is about knowing that I can hold someone accountable and at the same time understand that unless they are able to see the human in themselves, that they will not change their mind and there's no need for me to try to get them to change their mind. There's also no need for me to punish them or shame them or demonize them for having the minds that they have. I could, of course, debate them. I could, of course, try to get them to see my side of things and hope that they are open to seeing my side of things. But I have to also understand that they may never see my side of things because to them, seeing and understanding my side of things means they have to relinquish their ideas. And a lot of people hold on to their perspective because they attach their identity to their perspective of the world. So I'm learning to just understand that bit so that I'm cautious when I get into conversation with people about the exchange of perspectives that I don't lose myself in the frustration of it all because those conversations are immensely frustrating when you're speaking about politics, when you're speaking about social issues, when you're speaking about the the planet and the earth that we live on and the longevity of it all. Those conversations tend to get super, super violent. And I'm just saying violent in speech. And I want to be able to say, okay, I know where they're coming from. So let me calmly express where I'm coming from without being violent towards them. Meaning I possibly will not call them any names outside of the topic at hand. Sort of like debate class, you know, you're not talking about personal stuff. You're speaking about a certain topic and you're coming into that topic with your points of views. But when you leave the argument, when you leave the debate, you shake hands and you go your separate ways. If I'm coming from an opposite side of a spectrum from someone else, I have to understand that we have a lot more alike than not. My therapist actually said this the other day to me. She was like, most people think the spectrum is a straight line, but the spectrum is actually a circle. So one end of the spectrum meets the other end of the spectrum and they don't realize they're one in the same. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense because the person that I thought I hated the most, I am able to see myself in them. Even though they hold an immense perspective that may and can threaten my life, this person is my shadow self. This person has a lot more in common 
to me than they don't. The only thing that differs me and this person is our perspective of the world, which is probably because of our experiences within the world and how we digested those experiences. Now, if I'm able to understand how that person digested their experiences to come to the space that they're in to have these perspectives, then I think I'm able to talk to them in a very humanistic way. I'm able to give them the same respect that I want to have as well. Now, obviously, you know, they say match people's energy, right? At times, you don't really have to do that. You don't have to match anyone's energy. I feel like matching someone's energy is allowing someone to control how you show up, how you present. It's allowing someone to control your disposition on the world and your character on the world. And I just cannot allow anyone to control the way I show up. That's up to me. That is my job. The way I'm represented in this world is my job and it's nobody else's. I have to go home and be proud of myself every day. And I can't blame other people for that. I can't say you are the one that made me do it. No, no. I'm very conscious enough to say I did it because I wanted to. Taking account for yourself is such an important thing. Even if the world treats you horribly, you are still capable of taking account and responsibility for yourself, even if the world is a shitty place. And if you want to extend humanity, you have to take care of yourself first. And then you pour into everyone else. You pour your perspectives, your ideas, your gauge on the world, your vein of the world. You pour that into other people. And you continue to do that until a lot of people are affected. That's just kind of how I see it, you know. That's how I see empathy. That's how I see compassion. That's how I see tolerance. I'm super happy that I did that exercise with Candace Owens because I'm sure a lot of people were thinking that I was going to all of a sudden start batting for Candace Owens and saying she's, you know, her ideas are magnificent. No, I could agree to a certain extent to someone's idea. I could see what their point, I could understand where they're coming from, but it doesn't mean I'm going to host the same beliefs. It doesn't mean I'm going to all of a sudden say, you know what, I'm going to go on their team. No, I have, I have a, I have a, a good sense of self and I'm very I'm very in love with who I am. Um, I think it was Zoe something. I forget her name. She's an actress that said, um, actually, maybe I'll find the quote and play it for you guys. But she said something to the effect of, I love myself and I love the way that I do things. I love the way that I think. I definitely have to play it because I really, really love that quote. Okay, I found the quote. So Zoe Saldana sat down with Amanda de Cadenet. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But in the conversation, Zoe Saldana said two things that really stuck out to me. And here is the first one. I have a hard time believing that a God that is nothing but love will purposely create a creature inferior to another. It is impossible. My mind, my soul will never understand that because it is unnatural. 
I am equal to everything and anything that is around me. Therefore, I must deal with it with so much respect and I must get that respect back. And I'm not going to explain the obvious. And I'm not here to win. I'm here to exist. I flip and love that and I absolutely agree with her. I also agree with her with this second quote. I know who I am. I love who I am. I like what I do and I like how I do it and I like my mistakes and I like the way I learn and I like the pace with which I learn my mistakes. I don't want to be anybody else but me. And, and by knowing this, I want to continue figuring out who the f I am. That's it. That quote to me is just amazing. It speaks a lot about how my pride shows up, my pride of self shows up. I do enjoy the way that I do things. I do enjoy the way that I present in this world. Some days, yes, I doubt myself, absolutely. But those days are never long lasting. I'm very much capable of picking myself up and continuing to propel in the way that I want to, in the way that I'm proud of. And of course, I've had privileges that assist this. I've had a lot of privileges that I even sometimes discount and don't think about because of the flood of doubt that just showers my mind. Dealing with depression sometimes is a demon, is a true demon. So when I'm able to come out on the other side of an of a episode, I always have to put gratitude in the forefront. But most of all, gratitude for allowing myself to pass through a moment of hardship, a moment of struggle. And I have to say to myself that it's okay that I didn't have the energy in the moment to hold myself up. But now that is past and I could have a perspective on it, I'm able to say, you know what, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're doing good, you're doing good. You know, affirmations are key. And I don't mean the affirmation that you say to yourself in order to mask the reality of how you feel, because some people do that. Some people mask the reality of how they feel with an affirmation. And I want to tell you guys that that is dangerous. Affirming your feelings in the moment is saying, yes, I am hurt. <laughs> yes, I am in pain. Yes, I need help. That's also a way of affirming your feelings. Yes, today is a hard day. <laughs> yes, I do not have the energy for this. Those are other ways of affirming yourself without trying to mask it with positivity. I'm not even sure if you guys have heard of toxic positivity but there is such a thing as toxic positivity. Remember, where there's a yin, there's a yang, always. So if there's healthy positivity, there's toxic positivity. There's also toxic negativity, and there's healthy negativity. You have to be able to see both sides of a coin because not everything is linear. A lot of things are circles. A lot of things have multiple sides, multifaceted, right? So you have to be able to understand that where there's a negative, there's a positive always. Sometimes I'm a mother effing bitch, <laughs> like straight up. And there's other times where I'm the sweetest, the kindest, the softest. I'm all of it and I want to wear all of it. And I want to be proud about wearing all of it in front of every single human being on this planet. I'm not going to hide certain parts of me because you are uncomfortable. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. 
and I'm sure a lot of people who have differences of perspectives and opinions on politics and society as a whole and the government and all of this other stuff that we are constantly at war about, I'm sure they carry themselves in the same exact way. They are proud about who they are. That doesn't make them healthy. And sometimes what you're doing yourself doesn't make you healthy. I don't think a lot of the things I do is very healthy, to be honest. I don't think a lot of the ways that I handle situations are very healthy at all either. I have my moments and I'm not trying to be perfect. That's the thing. I'm trying to be proud of myself every single day. I interact with myself and the world. I'm just trying my best to be proud of who I want to be and who I am. That's really it. Now, here is thought number two. So as I wrap my head around my personal experiences and the experiences of friends of mine, I'm coming to the conclusion that we all have different thresholds when it comes to empathy. And instead of just accepting that someone was horrible to us or that we have the ability to also be horrible to other people, we want to rationalize and reason horrible behaviors by labeling it a mental health struggle as if that explains anything. I'll tell you guys a little story. I was with a friend the other day that was tossing around some mental health struggles like narcissism, for example. They tossed around narcissism as a reason why their friendship with someone else ended. I needed to let them know that that person wasn't horrible to them because that person might be dealing with narcissism. I wanted to let them know that although I'm hearing their feelings and validating their experiences, they need to be careful about stigmatizing narcissistic personality disorder as if people who suffer from this particular disorder are inherently harmful and horrible. Narcissism, for example, wasn't and isn't the reason why their friendship ended. The friendship may have ended because that person may be undiagnosed. Their friendship may have ended because that person may have not been taking care of their mental health, not because they have mental health struggles. Their lack of awareness of whether or not they have a mental health struggle might be why they're treating you horribly. Stigmatizing a mental health struggle as a way to explain someone's horrible behavior is very problematic and harmful. This is why language is so important. We have to get to a space where we're learning and using new terms and old terms even in a very mindful way. I want to get to a space where we can talk about our mental health struggles without stigmatization. I had to get to a space of understanding that the ways I labeled myself and diagnosed myself back in the day was a way to explain and rationalize my feelings away, not to give my feelings home and a safe space to exist. I'm learning that by labeling my feelings as the mental health struggle I was suffering with was not helping me deal with the struggle in a healthy way. A more powerful way to deal with my mental health struggle was to simply call out what I'm feeling without labeling it. I needed to learn how to accept the feelings as just feelings 
and allow myself to experience those feelings however they came out so that I'm able to overcome the feelings. Yes, I suffer from depression, but when I'm having a depressive episode that at times brings out an unfavorable side of me, it's not because I'm a horrible person. It's because I'm incapable of balancing my feelings and understanding what in the moment triggered me. When I show up in an unfavorable way, it's because I somatically went into my typical defense mechanism. Depression is not the issue here. The depression is not why I'm behaving horribly. I'm behaving horribly because I'm incapable of managing my depression as I experience it. To simply put it, my depression is not why I'm feeling or behaving a certain way that pulls me away from people. It's the reminder of the trauma both in my mind and body that's affecting my feelings and my behavior in the way that pulls me away from people. I may have to do an episode on stigma so that we understand how we stigmatize ourselves and stigmatize other people into a space that invalidates, shames, and demonizes them. Understanding how to practice empathy is very important. Empathy can be a way of removing stigmas, and practicing empathy can be a way to help us form better language in how we talk to ourselves and how we talk about other people. I'm still glad that I was able to have this conversation and I hope it resonates in some way for you. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. I hope this episode served you in your journey. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it.